Welcome into the Bad Fan. We have reached the midway point of the World Cup. And if you're a lover of big upsets, dramatic scorelines, and late drama, then this World Cup has been one for you. We have plenty to get to today, so join in. Our journey begins right now. We are back with another special World Cup edition of the Bad Fan. I am Cole Carter. He is Brandon Pacenick. He is Stephen Curl. And we're all in the same room right now. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, so we are three soccer fans who love getting to share with the rest of the world this beautiful game in the World Cup. Uh, but we're excited to be sharing it together in yeah. person for a special bad fan edition of the, uh, the podcast. And so, yeah, let's just jump right into things. We're so glad to have you guys here. I'm a little bit weirded out. Uh, but let's jump into the U.S. men's national team. Guys, as we go into this game against Iran... I kind of want to get our thoughts of how we're feeling. We started off with a disappointing draw, maybe, against Wales, and then a pretty, you know, fired up people without any goals, but getting that draw against England. Um, but Brandon, kind of get us caught up on what happened those first two games and where we're going next. Yeah, I I hate talking about it because we should be excited with two draws, I think, with the first, the first two games. Um. But yeah, USA versus Wales. Tim Weah scores in the 36th minute. Beautiful goal. I mean, I think we can all agree. Yes. The build-up play was really nice. Um, and we sort of lost the game in the second half. Um, got overran in the midfield. Um, Wales made some really good changes up front. Um, just sort of tweaked their tactics a little bit. And uh, we were on the back foot. We were hanging on. We were hanging on. We had like 10 minutes to go. And... Uh, Gco Walker Zimmerman uh, has a has a mistake lapse in judgment yeah. in that one moment he played so well the whole game and then that one moment where he fouls Bale in the box and of course Bale who who, who wasn't good <laughs> I mean you you guys are Bale lovers he, he was invisible the entire game the entire game the entire game he was invisible until that moment gets the penalty takes it scores it of course absolutely smash and, and wins man of the match for it I mean Matt Turner got a hand on it and still just. Had yeah. nothing he could do. Yeah. He smashed it. Yeah. Uh, how how he wins man of the match for that, I don't know. But uh, maybe just because it was in dramatic fashion. I don't know. Wales Tyler, first. Because Tyler Adams, I think he deserved man of the match in that game. Yeah, I mean, he, he was really well. here, there, everywhere. And everywhere. I mean, I guess it's because, you know, typically they'll give the goal score the man of the match. But I thought Tyler Adams. I mean, was Wales' was. first World Cup goal in over 60 years. That's, That's true. That's <laughs> true. I mean, they were definitely going for the for the sentimental the there, probably. But. Yeah. Um, but a big discussion that came afterwards, after the game, was perhaps Greg Berhalter's use or failed use of substitutions, notably Gio Reyna. Um, people were expecting him to come on, especially, you know, looking just to secure the win or maybe add on to it, and we don't see Gio. Um, what was y'all's reaction to that? And then, you know, what subs he did make? Yeah, we see Jordan Morris come on, who is already a fringe player on this roster that we didn't think was going to make it but we suspected so that we suspected <laughs> he didn't make our world cup roster but i think we actually put him on greg burhalter's world cup roster because we knew he would make a move like this um favorite of greg burhalter um but yeah and what Giorena provides isn't even like goal scoring threat to me it's like possession like actual confidence and being on the ball, um, which Jordan Morris is not that. And usually when you're up a goal in a game that you're trying to see out and you have a player that gives you creativity, confidence on the ball, 
distribution and goal scoring threat. You want to put that guy on. And Jordan Morris is a great footballer, sure. Like he's he's quick, drives to the goal, but he's kind of a kitchen sink kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, not the sub you make. Uh, allegedly, Giorena had tightness, I believe, in his hamstring or something. That's what Greg Berhalter quoted. And basically, long story short, Greg Berhalter lied. Um, and kind of asked Gio Reyna to keep it under wraps as well. After the game, Gio Reyna coming out and saying, I'm 100% healthy and ready to go. Yeah. Um, which has caused some stir um, in that game as well as his use after that game as well. So a little bit of drama um, in the U.S. camp over maybe a disagreement between player and coach. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, as a U.S. fan, you, you just want to see us score goals. Right. And so the guys that we've been putting out there have not been doing it. I mean, we're two games in. You go nil-nil against England. We're just not scoring goals. And Gio is a guy that is creative enough to score goals. And Jordan Morris, I mean, even people are even saying, throw Paul, you, you could have had a guy like Paul Ariola had he made it. Like, he could have done the same job Jordan Morris could do. So creatively, yeah, Gio is going to be the guy that can come and do something. That I, I, I'll say this. I was surprised at half when McKinney was hurt. It eventually came. The change eventually came, I think, in like the 66 minutes yeah. or something like that, where Brendan Aronson comes on. But then you make the Brendan Aronson sub, okay, and then you're just expecting that Gio Reyna sub. Like the game, right. we were losing the game at that point, not numbers-wise, but yeah. like we were losing possession. We couldn't get a hold of it. We couldn't hold it up the pitch. And uh, you're totally right. Reyna would do that for us, and I just – I don't know. I mean, there's that clip of him dribbling through seven Mexican defenders, yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. midfielders, and like the guy can hold on to the ball. Yeah. And like you said, McKinney was gassed after that first half. Like should have been sub subbed earlier, or at least then he was. I mean, at half, yeah, immediately like takes off his bandages and braces on his on his injury. Um, yeah, Greg Berhalter not getting it all the way right in that first game, but a point to point. Right, and you go to the second game against England, and this was a game I came into. I talked to people. I was like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was four one, four nil. Like, I had pretty low expectations, honestly, coming in. You have little faith. Well, you see what they did to Iran in the first game, running right at six two. It's like you saw the firepower England had, and you know, still have. Um, but Greg Berhalter stuck to his gut, came off most of the same lineup. You swap. Josh Sargent for Haji Wright. I think might have been a mistake. And yeah, we I mean Haji, I don't know if he touched the ball more than five times, to be honest. Like I he was practically <laughs> no non-existent. At all. Yeah. So for you guys though, like we said, a point getting from getting a point from that England game is massive. You leave two points in the group, you're above Wales, you only get the one point because then they lose to Iran in a shocking result. But what adjustments did you see against England that impressed you from Greg Berhalter, if any? Uh, or maybe it was your reaction. Yeah, I'll go first. I think that, like, in the difference of the England – or the, the Wales game, I'll say first, is, like, U.S. scored, we went up, you know, we're playing well, and then as soon as Wales started to kind of take over the midfield a little bit, they, like, took over the entire game, and then the U.S. was not seen ever again. Um, it was very much the United States playing – dominating Wales in that first half and then getting absolutely dominated in return in the second half. Whereas I feel like in the England game, the game really ebbed and flowed of possession, shots, chances. I still think the U.S. was the better side. Like, 
on the day. I mean, we still only hit the target once. Um, but more shots, more corners. Um, but the game ebbed and flowed with possession. Uh, England was pounding on us, then U.S. would come back and create more chances and really run that England backline rampant, which was pretty awesome to see. But, yeah, so it was a lot of, like, especially in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, it was literally, like, two boxers feeling each other out. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so it was an incredible game, both coaches trying to figure out how to undo the other. Um, fantastic game by Harry Maguire. I think he was probably the best player on the field. It was really good. Um, for England, for sure. Um, but, Which is a guy that's only seen three to four club games this season. Yeah. And yeah. so he's international Harry. He's an international player, apparently. <laughs> Like, he thrives on that world stage for whatever reason. Call him Ochoa. Call him Ochoa. Again, that's the guy that does it, too. Um, but yeah, the best chance of the game arguably came with Christian Pulisic's drive up that left wing, left-footed effort, and it's off the bar. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, we had Weston McKinney had a ball sent to him in the middle of the box, and he skies it. I think that was I think that was that's probably really our, our best chance. Um, Pulisic's was definitely – very eye-catching, um, yeah. hitting the post or hitting the crossbar. But that ball coming right into Weston, it was a beautiful delivery. I forget who by, but then he had a header too, like a heading chance, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think it was threatening much though, if I remember correctly. I, I mean, this was like, correct me if I'm wrong, like it was, he was wide open. The, it, it was, was on the, the penalty spot, I think. Yeah, it was. Right it was in the six. It was like in the six I think yard the box. The XG was higher on that one. I'm assuming than Christian's yeah. shot. So. And he just sails I mean, it over the yeah, over it, the crossbar, leaning back. It's a tough ball. I mean, I think it it might have been rising a little bit when it got to him, but yeah. just the fact that he sailed it, not even getting it close to goal, was you're obviously disappointed. You're hanging your head with, but um, and I, I want to hang on that point. Um, going into the game, I was like, if. If USA is going to do it, it's going to be a draw, or it has to be a one one nil win, right? Like, there's no way the US is blowing out England. I had, I think that would be the shock of the tournament. I just no way. Um, so we knew it was going to be close if we were if the US was even going to be in the game. Um, but the point you're making of us not taking chances, I think that is where this team is going to like get bounced out of the tournament, uh, whether it's against Iran, which we're going to talk about. Um, or it's in the round of 16. Um, you, you see teams like Brazil, for example. I mean, this is an extreme example, but Casemiro, who's not known necessarily for his goal scoring, gets one chance, and it's it's a blazer. I mean, right. just takes it so well. That could have been Weston, right? The U.S. is not going to create a 1,000 chances a game. You have to take the chances, however they come, when they come. We're going to have three or four per game, if that. Yeah. You have to take at least one or two. And I think that that's where this U.S. team is really going to hinge on. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's, and we struggle with it. We struggle with right, it in yeah. qualifying. Too. All the way through qualifying. Yeah. And we've also shown in qualifying, we couldn't do things on the road. We could only do it at home, right? Yeah. And so I don't know if that's just an uncomfortable feeling within the group, like these guys are just not feeling it or – if I just harken back to Greg Burhalter. So But hey, a win. I mean a not a win. A draw against England though. A point against a team that outside of the the buzz picks like the Brazils, the Argentinas, those England's England's definitely up there as a favorite of the tournament. I mean, collectively yeah. we have them against Brazil in our final. Yeah. So, so it's I mean, this is a huge result, which almost goes back to that first Wales result, uh more infuriating. Yeah. 
if we could be, should be sitting on four points instead of instead of two. But I don't know. Looking into this Iran game, I mean, how are we feeling? I mean, the Iran game. It's Greg Berhalter said we're going to come out firing. We're going to come out attacking. Yeah, and okay, that's also what I want to say. I was surprised by the lineup Greg chose against England. You could tell just by the lineup he was going for it. Right. So now I'm interested to see what he yeah. does in this game, knowing that those players on those players are on sort of tired legs. I'm assuming. Um, maybe not though. I mean, they're playing two games a week anyway. We're in the middle of the season. They have to be in form, right? I mean, I don't know Some how that works. I mean, you look at Pulisic and McKinney guys that are not match fit. Like it's say they are not match fit. And they're getting and, banged up the most. And yeah. McKinney coming in with injury. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys aren't necessarily regulars at their clubs in Europe. I mean, Tyler Adams is, and that man can run around for a trillion years. But, um, yeah, they're not all match fit. But McKinney, this last game, like, you could see the difference from the Wales game into the England game. He looked like himself in that mm-hmm. England game. He was playing with so much confidence, swag on the ball, like doing around those around these freaking English players. It was awesome. So hopefully you'll see more of it and not tired legs. But, I mean, he's not match fit. But what he did against England, you couldn't tell that he hasn't played for Juventus in like a month. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the big thing we just have to do is, I mean, I think controlling that midfield. I mean, Weston and Tyler are going to be really good at that. Like, we have to control the game. We can't let Iran dictate the flow of the game. We have to be... You know, Tyler's that great midfield general, and he's literally everywhere like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel like being more possession-based is going to benefit us, or do we need to, like, absorb Iran's pressure? Like, what do you guys think is going to be the kind of beneficial offensive strategy for the U.S.? Is it going to be just, like, sitting back and countering, or how do we feel like Iran's going to... I think that's the question, right? What is Iran going to do? How are they going to approach this game? Because they hold the the keys to their future right yeah it's not just us um i think if they draw zero zero they go through yes so yes we have to win to win it's win or go home yeah and i mean the u.s is good enough to do it but i'm just interested what do you think i mean what do you think iran's gonna do i mean i think iran i mean what you saw with the wales game it was uh, i mean there's no goals till what the 80 something 80 something minute Right. And I think if I'm Iran, my scouting report in the U.S., um, the Iran coach coming out also praising the U.S. men's national team for being one of the most consistent teams in the group. I'm also looking at how the U.S. can scare me playing out of the back the way they have. Tim Ream has looked slick with it a couple times, but he's been close to losing the ball a couple times. Matt Turner coming out of goal. Matt Turner coming yards. out. Like, it's fun. That was yeah. – Kellen like Acosta, Acosta saving us from an absolute backbreaker in that first game with that yellow card on Gareth Bale. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have seen it there. You can see it with the turnovers from our center backs. Yeah, it's the U.S. being too cute, trying to play these balls that they don't need to play. If I'm Iran, that's my scouting report in the United States because they've done that in two straight games. Yeah. one where they didn't look too good, and one where they actually looked good, but it didn't really hurt them. So right. if I'm Iran, I'm capitalizing on those mistakes. I'm for, not forfeiting the midfield, but I think the U.S. midfield is stronger than the Iranians midfield. And we'll, I don't think they're going to try to fight for possession or build up play and stuff like that. I think they've shown how they can score goals with just a window of an opportunity. And Iran's done a very good job at that. I mean, this is a team that also scored two goals against England. Like, 
Yeah. Sure, they're garbage time goals. Maybe you could say they're losing six to two, but they scored two goals against England. Yeah. We didn't do that. Idea. So they've scored two goals against their first two opponents. And the United States has scored one goal. So if I'm around, I'm not changing my game plan too much, looking for those open spaces. But yeah, I don't know. Also, fun fact to bring out that Iran, the last time played the United States in the World Cup, also beat the U.S. 1-0. to Yeah. And who's leading Iran? It's, um, who's our forward that they've been getting Yeah, Taremi, the forward from Porto, that we highlighted in our preview episode um, that he would be big for them. And he has been two goals, one assist in the tournament so far. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I don't think they're going to change much. Yeah. Um, you could see them maybe edge to a more defensive structure, but um, I don't know if that would help them. Honestly, I mean, they just scored one goal. Yeah, I mean, I think if they if they come out and play their game, I think it's going to be an exciting one. Yeah, and I hope it is. I mean, yeah, I want them to hit us, and I want us to hit them, and just keep going back and forth and see how it ends up. Um, but honestly, I think if Iran score just one goal, they're going in. I don't think the U.S. can give up a goal. Wow, hot take. And that's the. I, mean, I don't I, think the U.S. can give up a goal in this game. That's the thing. Wow. It's, how often does the U.S. Look threatening in the box? It's not often. And to be fair, our defense has been very good. We've only given up. We've given up no goals from open play. One was a penalty. Yeah, from one mistake. So it's not going to be easy for Iran to do. But if they do score. That's a two-goal hole that the U.S. has to climb out of. Right. We could do it, but I'm saying this. I don't want to. I would not like those odds. <laughs> I don't know what those odds would be. Never tell me the odds. I. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> All the quotes tonight, but I don't know. What about for the U.S.? Um, what do they need to do or to target during this this game? I mean, uh, to win. And I mean, that's what that's what they have to do to, to go through. So. I was going to say, I think the U.S., if they're going to exploit anything, it's probably going to be size, using guys like Walker Zimmerman, using yeah. guys like Tim Ream, using their heads on, like, corner set pieces. God. You know, get the numbers up in the corners. That's going to be your best chance of scoring on a set piece, probably. Yeah. Because creatively, like we've talked about, it hasn't been there. God, McKinney on the set pieces is so good, too. And so that's the thing, like, you know, Christian's balls on corners haven't been the best. I think we had our best opportunity was Walker Zimmerman's head of that. I think was cleared away by Pickford, maybe or sure. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I can't remember, but it was a ball that was like going to be right on Walker's head. And it's cleared away. That was our best chance, I think. You know, off a set piece. But Christian's balls have been short. They haven't been hitting his targets. So we need to look at improving those balls and using our size to an advantage. Using our guys that are going to get in, put a. Um, Put on the ball, and that could be our best chance as a header, I think. So no, I think it's fair. I mean, they didn't look good against set set pieces against um, is Iran against England. So I mean, I would target set pieces as well. Christian hasn't been great this tournament at yeah. delivering those balls in, uh, but I would target those. And <sighs> this could be game for like Kellen Acosta to shine too. I mean, this is a guy that is a set piece guy, like for the U.S. comes on to take set pieces, free kicks, it. and stuff like that. So. Maybe you see a lineup shakeup if there is tired legs. I hope our whole midfield goes out again. But um, I mean, what do you think know. the lineup's going to be? Do you think are there any changes in the back? Well, you're going to keep Anthony Robinson. He's played the most minutes for you in the World Cup and during World Cup qualifying. 
So yeah, you're going to no, keep him. Yeah, I'm imagining Sergino Dest is going to stay right back. I don't see your wings changing. In the middle, I mean, Tim Reims looked as solid as a rock. Hard to get rid of him. If you're going to say anything, I mean, what, Walker maybe? But, again, it's I think just like – Steve the, would want to change that, but I, yeah. I, I say you, you, you keep him. Consistency is key. Yeah. yeah. So – if we're looking at that, it's hard to look at your back for changing much. And again, like if Weston's healthy, you you can't take Weston out. Like you have to have him playing. Tyler Adams is going to be your guy. And so it's up top. It's like I mean, Musa. Like, do you change the MMA midfield? Who's looked pretty good? <laughs> it's like no, I don't think you do. Exactly. Like I think Acosta fits well in there as well. So I mean, maybe maybe what you do is you kind AMA. of maybe you kind of play the false nine. You put Christian on the left side, put Timmy Weah as your false nine, and then what, Brennan Aronson or Gio on the right, I guess, like or however you, you can do, pul- however way you want. You do Pulisic, Weah, front two, McKinney as your eight, Acosta and Musa, and then Tyler Adams defensive and like a diamond. Let's, let, let's be, let's reel it back in. And let's think about what Greg, Greg is going to Exactly. Do. So, so it's going to be a 4 three, not gonna change. Yeah. I don't think the lineup's going to change. I I don't know. I, the only thing I could see is maybe Musa getting a little bit of rest for Acosta for those set pieces. But is he going to take Christian off? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know think he, he can. I think there'd be too much pressure. Like, to like Christian off. off of the not not the team, but the set pieces. Yeah. So then you, Acosta, even though he's a good player, I, I just don't think <clears throat> he would serve his purpose. Yeah. Also, so, Dest not going the full 90 in these first two games either. Getting subbed off for Yedlin and Shaq Moore last game, which Shaq yeah. Moore did not look good. Um, yeah. Well, the first game, I think, was more foul trouble, I would say. Was he on a yellow? <laughs> those yellows came out quick that first game. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Still on that yellow, though, in that second game, too. That could have suspended him for the third. So, and he seemed I, pissed off getting subbed both He times. did. He was not reacting well to it. So, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't think – much of his substitutions. Uh, I'm sure it's tactically like you got to be careful. Um, I mean, what about Wea? I think Wea has, has to start still. Yeah. On, the, on the wing, though. Yeah, sure. if you're saying you're going to go for it, you're going to be attack minded. Yeah. Timmy Wea has been your guy so far. Yeah. I love it. And then is, I mean, do you go at the height with Haji? But I think it's mean, a good option, but he was non existent last game, which to be fair, it's. Haven't seen Freire like, yet. Have we? No, no. Which I would be. But is this a game you want to put him in? That's a great thing to do. X Factor. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure maybe even Greg drew it all up one game. Two, yeah. Three, he's three, guys. Three. He's already gone over all these options. <laughs> yeah. He's got it in the bag. He's got it set Make up. Make the he's... world. <laughs> what does he say about U.S. soccer? Make the world think differently about U.S. soccer. Yeah. Make the world. Think it, what's the quote? I don't know. I don't listen to Greg very often, to be yeah. honest. No, we should. It's called soccer. It's um, called soccer. Let's, let's move on, right? Yeah, Yeah. let's fair. move on to group A um, and see what is going on with them. All right, so group A, this was the one that was headlined with Qatar, obviously the host of the tournament. Uh, they went down early in the tournament against Ecuador and Valencia getting two goals for them, um, obviously disappointing the host. And then second game. Guitar getting knocked out of tournament. The first one's out. Um, <laughs> evidently, they didn't do enough bribing in this tournament. Line the pockets of their <laughs> opponents. Yeah, they got knocked out of this one pretty early. Um, but Ecuador, I feel like, has been that team from Group A. Maybe in the tournament, that's sort of left the biggest impression so far, honestly. Um, but Inverencia has three goals already. Um, 
like I said, two against Qatar, the one one draw against the Dutch, which is a huge result for them. Mm-hmm. Just a confidence builder, obviously. Like, yeah. I mean, the Netherlands have been a team that's got some young guys. Obviously, like Virgil van Dijk. I mean, they have some high expectations for themselves. Having missed out on the previous World Cup, they wanted to come out firing in 2022. And so for Ecuador to come out and lead for, I think, most of the game, right? And it was a late late equalizer, I think, from the Dutch. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, so Ecuador has been that team that's saying, hey, like, we want to try and make it to the round 16. First time since 2006. Obviously, the only other time they've done it. Um, but coming in to that game, Inter Valencia, kind of questionable with his health. He got cut. He got, I think, in the 84th, 86th minute, he got taken out of the game for injury concerns. Hopefully for them, that's not the end of the world. He can still play in the final match against Senegal, um, which in and itself is a massive match. Um, I mean, Senegal, I don't know. Did we have high expectations for them coming in? Didn't I think Senegal we, win AFCON? Yes. Well, that was the thing. So we had high expectations when Sadio Mane, Mane was in the picture. We yes. predicted uh, Senegal to finish top of the group. I think that was before we knew. Yeah, that was before Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane. That is true. That is true. Um, but, I mean, they're sort of shocking the roll right now, which brings me to the question, can they, can they pull it off? Can they pull it off against Senegal on the final match day? Yeah, and we're going to get to this later, but this is one of my games. Circle it! Circle it, circle, circle it. it, because it is going to be a bitey match. I mean, Dang. these two are going to go back and forth, throwing punches. It might get chippy. It probably will get chippy. Um, and I'm super excited for this one. Um, if you're looking at it on paper, Senegal should win. But as we've seen in the tournament, that's not how this works, not how soccer works. Um, I don't know how how i'd predict this to be honest but it's a massive game um so i think all but wrapped up with netherlands you have to assume they're gonna <laughs> probably win so i'm not really concerned about them dropping points against yeah qatar and and honestly also i will say there's a lot of people have been hyping up netherlands like they've been this massive powerhouse sure. uh, they have not been great over the past it's weird you tournaments. think of netherlands though, and you think of like world cup royalty almost because like yeah. the johan cruyff and like right it's, Robin Van yeah like this is but I, yeah the recent stretch of form I mean, this team hasn't been something for yeah. a while yeah and i think they're growing into it they'll probably grow into this tournament they they do look pretty good but because your favorite manchester united target Cody Gakpo. Cody Gakpo. We go back. We've talked about Cody Gakpo. <laughs> we have. What did I tell you today? He has over 20 goals and 20 assists in the calendar year. No, no, in the season, in all competitions. Go look it up. Insane. insane. He's going to be an $80 million transfer. At, uh, probably over the summer. But, but yeah, we talked about January window is going to be so weird this year. I mean, yeah. He might go. He might, he might not. go. In, and he's having a tournament. He's already scored two goals. Two I goals. Say. So weird. Yeah. Anywho, um, but back to this game, Ecuador-Senegal. Circle it, watch it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but I think Ecuador have the upper hand, yeah, to be I mean, honest. They they're, just need to tie, and they're through. I mean, yeah. they have a point on Senegal, so right. I got Ecuador going through. I think they get a draw. I, th- I, I mean, you think so? Yeah. They have, they have a couple of Premier League players. Only allowed one goal, two yeah. games. They're fun. I mean, they're fun to watch. They, so they, is Senegal. They could be like that Costa Rican team in 2014, maybe. Yeah, kind of just make that deeper run when they weren't expected to, and see what happens. Yeah, like, I, it, I, it really is going to depend on the health of Inter Valencia. I think so. If if they're going to score a goal, I mean, they can they can you know zero zero 
draw, but I just don't see it being zero zero. Yeah, past past the group stage, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Right, but um, Group B, like we talked about, England sitting top. Iran's technically in second with three points. U.S. in third, and Wales. So everyone still has things to play for. And we talked about the U.S. pretty extensively, but um, Wales and England. I mean, Wales has a chance to salvage their tournament with a win over England. I mean, it's not looking likely. Um, but Gareth Bale's still on scene. He's still, I mean, you know, these Welsh guys want it so bad. Oh, yeah. They and they have some talent. I mean, they have the ability to do it, <laughs> but they looked horrendous against Iran. They looked, her, I mean, not horrendous, but pretty pretty bad against the U.S. 45 minutes, the first 45, they looked horrible. Yeah. But the second half, they changed things up and came out looking a little bit stronger and got, you know, lucky on the penalty. But, I mean, is there any chance that they can beat England? I think they get to win by three. I think is their thing, right? Through. Yeah, because goal difference will be huge. If we get a draw, U.S. I think U.S. has to draw Iran, and then they have to kill England to get the goal differential. Yeah, what about just for pride, though, Steve? <laughs> yeah. Beat England. It does. I mean, yeah. I mean, you do tap into a different kind of rivalry with – just historically with Wales and England. I mean, there's ramifications, right? Because if they beat England, let's just say the U.S. wins. U.S. goes top of the group. England drops, depending on goal differential, I guess. The U.S. could be playing Ecuador. Right. It's a big deal. Right. And so they could be like that South Korea team in 2018, you know, beating Germany yeah. or whoever. Like they, they can play spoilers. So there's a lot to play for. There is. Technically. Um, but can they do it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think I think Gareth. I think it, the answer of the the result of a win. I do think Wales can beat England. I think England is getting absolutely dragged right now in the media um, yeah. after that U.S. game. And I mean, Wales doesn't have this huge meet. Like they are there on a prayer. Mm-hmm. through the World Cup playoffs to get into the tournament. Gareth Bale's last, like, international tournament probably ever. He might retire after this thing. If there's anybody I trust to get the boys up and going for one 90-minute game, I mean, yeah. why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> all – I mean, England smacked Iran. Sure. Six to two. But this Wales team grinds. And they can make a lot out of nothing. Um, I mean, barring a stupid goalie mistake, I mean, who knows? Who knows the way that Iran game would have turned out? But I think it can happen. Sure. I'm for it. Hot take. Wales beats England. The world goes into <laughs> pandemonium. I like it. I think it has to be an early goal by them, and then they just bunker the rest of the game. Sit back. I just... I guess the like they can't hang, even though it's so funny. A lot of those players play in the Premier League as well. <laughs> and so, like, you would think they'd be used to the way the English guys play, but I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, but uh, I can't see it. I can't see it. I feel like England's got – You know, Southgate doesn't know that he has Phil Foden on his team. <laughs> yeah, so we can we could probably talk about As it. long as that happens that still, I mean. <laughs> yeah. He'll I, play. Just, He'll I just play. think England got a pretty good kicking, like you said, from the media and probably from themselves that – they're going to come out and probably put Wales to bed. People were criticizing Harry Kane for playing too deep when they were getting dominated in the midfield. It's like, you were making him do that. Anyways, <laughs> they're like, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how group B folds unfolds. But um, the biggest, potentially 
upset in tournament history, obviously, of this tournament was that eye-opening win of Saudi Arabia over Argentina, Leo Messi's Argentina. Yeah. Favorites of the majority of fans, you know, polls, pundits, to win this World Cup tournament. They come out and they beat Argentina. Uh, I mean, was this enough to cause a, a shift in the balance of the group? I mean, I mean it caused a, a seismic shake of the tournament. Uh, that result. But is it enough for Saudi Arabia to really change, though, the outlook of this group in Group C? 100%. Because who plays each other next time? Saudi Arabia and Cellar Dweller Mexico. Everything is lined up perfectly for this team to advance the round of 16. Um, Mexico has not scored a goal yet. No. Famously. They have not scored a goal in their first two games. They don't look like they're about to score a goal. They look down and out. The fans, the media, the players, everybody looks depressed. The coach, Tata. And you got Saudi Arabia that's still saying bye-bye Messi <laughs> when Argentina sits on top of the group. But they don't care because they put Messi away. So this is a team that has the most confidence in the world um, right now going into their last game in the group stage. And I believe they full-heartedly believe that they can qualify. And I don't see why not. Yeah, and I think it sort of works in their favor because guess what? If Saudi Arabia is playing Mexico, what's the other game? Poland versus Argentina. Argentina. Ah, yes. So Poland are fighting to stay in this as well because thinking about it. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Is that how it goes, right? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Poland could get a result. If Poland draws against Argentina and Saudi Arabia wins, Bye-bye, Messi. Bye-bye, yeah. Argentina. Now, I know I'm wearing the kit tonight, but Man, we don't it, could it, happen. I, it could happen. It could happen. I don't I'm think we want Robert's Barcelona jersey. <laughs> I think we do still want Argentina and Poland to go through. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of daunting looking at this. I mean, Mexico could beat Saudi Arabia. And they could. And I... I they think, honestly would. Prior they to the tournament, yeah, they, people would have said, yeah, this team should beat Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But Saudi Arabia's High on confidence. They just I, got new Bentleys from the Crown Prince. I mean, yeah. right. I mean, where's the <laughs> They worst? had a national holiday. That's true. That, that's also fun. to be said, too, uh, about this tournament being held in Qatar is teams like Saudi Arabia, Iran, these guys kind of have home field advantage. You've yeah. seen that in a couple of these games. A lot of these Arab nations have had a lot of fans of the games. So it's actually been pretty cool to see of different kind of fans. It's why we like the World Cup. But So they also have that advantage, too. If there's going to be more Saudi Arabian fans in that stadium than Mexican fans, which Mexican fans already travel very well. Who knows? Some of them might have already gone home. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think other people will be wor more worried about if their manager's going home or not. Um, some people might be excited about that. Tata Martino, probably on the hottest seat in international football right now. Yes. Um, I'm sure there's already rumors going around if he's even going to make it. To the next game. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's probably gotten that point, but he has a job to do. He has, like we talked about, I mean, a favorable opponent prior to this tournament. Right now, they're the hot team, but Mexico can still escape this group. Yeah. It can still happen. Yeah. But it's just looking very unlikely at this point. I mean, it could be if Poland wins, it could be Poland and Mexico and Mexico. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. It's still up in the air. I think a lot of groups are like this. I think that's basically what we're getting to is. You just don't know what's going to happen. I just don't see Mexico making it out. I think it still will be Poland and Argentina. But the pressure is on that Poland-Argentina game. I think it's on Argentina yeah. to, to get the work done. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say Messi's last goal he had was 
was so dramatic and exactly what that man needed, though, uh, to kind of get him going for this Poland game. Um, another quick note on Mexico. If they don't make it out of the group stage, it'll be the first time since 1978. It's a long time ago. That they don't go through to the round of 16. Yeah. Which that would be, I think, what them and Brazil are the only ones that have had such streaks. I think we said seven World Cups in a row. They've they're the only two to do that to get out of the group stages. Yeah. That's insane. Seven in a row. So it's not. It's never good to the break. Seven. It's never good to break a streak like that. Also, Mexico not scoring any goals. Your last two World Cup goal scorers. Can you name them? <laughs> Chicharito and Carlos Vela. Ooh. Men left at home. Enjoying life. Playing and streaming Call of Duty. <laughs> well. Ch- Chicharito Hernandez, Javier Hernandez, was left at home, and he is playing Call of Duty. Carlos Vela rumored, like days before the team left to go to Qatar, that a member of the board the, of like of Mexican football contacted him to come p- play. And he had to like dispel these rumors, like, no, no one asked me to play. Like It was rumors that it was Tata. It was rumors it was the president of Mexican football was asking Carlos Vela to get on the flight weeks before they flew to Qatar. Which is such a crazy thing when you think about it. Like, who Which Vela part? did not want anything to do with it. So you have one guy in Vela not wanting to be a part of the national team, and Chicharito, which were probably delighted to go, also yeah. left home. Both the last two goal scorers from Mexico. Will they ever score again? No. For Mexico? <laughs> no, they'll be scoring on turf fields in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, we, well, we love this World Cup. It's got drama top to bottom. Each of these groups still so much to play for. The only teams eliminated: Canada and Qatar. Group D: France sitting top with six points. Australia having three points. Denmark and Tunisia one each. Uh, Tunisia they scored their first goal this World Cup against Denmark. Denmark we had pretty high hopes for honestly. Like, we thought this team. Christian Eriksen, the Danes, yeah. uh, coming in. Looked like they could even top this group. You know, France mm-hmm. having that kind of champion hangover. But they totally dispelled all that completely. Yeah. Kylian Mbappe has looked great. The team, I think, how many goals did they score the other night? They scored four goals? Am I making that up? Um, but they've looked, they've looked, one. Yeah, they've looked really good this World Cup. Um, but, Steve, Mbappe, is he going to break some records for France? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's gonna break a lot of records for France. <laughs> um, I mean, this is somebody who could win his second World Cup already. How old is he? Like twenty-two? I think he's twenty-two. He has seven World Cup goals, one behind uh, a player named Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo with eight. Uh, neither of those players have won a World Cup. Mbappe already has one, and he is one behind them on the goal tally. He's already won the domestic league in France. He has to win a Champions League. But this is a guy who, again, is 22 years old. And I might argue that it's harder to win a World Cup than a Champions League once every four years. And he might have two by the end of the month. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to break a lot of records. Uh, Also has more World Cup goals than France legend um, Thierry Henry, who's played in not one, not two, not three, but four World Cups. So this guy is absolutely insane. I kind of hate watching him do well with the most recent like stuff going on at PSG, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> the guy can score. He can play football, even if he looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. So Yeah, it's a really good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah. He's really good at football. I mean, I'd take him on my team. Yeah. 
if he gels well with my scheme. If he <laughs> it's not just back. him. France looks good. He's a really good football director. I know yeah. that. All of France looks good. Did you see Antoine Griezmann looks like he's playing like holding midfield for them? Because he's like putting everybody on. <laughs> I, love, I love watching him play. Griezmann? Griezmann? He's like all over the pitch. I love watching he him He has – the fact that he's starting for this French team after being sentenced to 30-minute shifts at Atletico Madrid, delivering the balls, the quality that he's done in for Mbappe – you will not hear him complain about him starting on the field. And he's really the change his game from kind of goal scored talisman of this French team. He led that team in 2018. Absolutely. 100%. And is doing his best number 10 impersonation right now. And it's really good. Yeah. Especially when players like Paul Pogba missed out on this tournament. He's had to step up into that role. And he's, gosh. He's, he's the he's the puppet master that we say behind the scenes pulling the strings. <laughs> I've always had a soft spot for Griezmann. I just love when he's actually successful because I think he is a great player. I think, yeah, he, I mean, he is a, he is a great player. He's a good player. He lost my respect when he said he should be in the same conversation as Messi and Ronaldo. Um, yes, go look it up. He did. Say yeah, that. he did. Say that. <laughs> so, um, I mean, every Messi Ronaldo needs a Neymar, right? He's just he was he was that poor. Yeah, yeah every, we need a Griezmann. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> You know, he needs someone. Anywho, he's a great player. He's looking great in this tournament. France, I think, is going to go far. They look really good. Yeah, they definitely squashed that bug of yeah any any rumors yeah. of them not getting a group stage. They'll definitely go far, and it's going to be up in the up in the air. Australia is that weird team in second. The Socceroos. The Socceroos. <laughs> so lots of lots of questions um, on this one. The Group E has been headlined by Spain and notably Germany for the wrong reason. Germany sitting at the bottom of this Again. group. Oh, it's just like you want them to do well. You want them to play like the old Germany. And I guess the old Germany has been figured out because they continually find themselves at the bottom of the World Cup group. I miss that old Germany. <laughs> I hate that move. <laughs> that scores some goals, Germany. Yeah. yeah, It's just like, I mean. They look good against Spain. Like Spain looks like them old selves, scoring seven goals against Costa Rica. Spain looked good in the Euros. They just looked not fully developed yet. So far in this World Cup, they look real. They, they look so good. Those young really guys, good. Pedri, Gavi. I mean, even Morata's getting in on it. He's got some good goals. That, that was a little, good goal he scored. Little chip. I mean, it's just like Spain's dangerous. Spain looks like they want to win this tournament. And I'm all for it. I love they're fun. I love those players on that team. I think they kind of have that chip on their shoulder. Um, I mean, they've come out strong. I mean, they what they drew against Japan, right? They drew against Germany. They drew, they drew against Germany. Germany. So that was that was a it, game. it was a good game. It was a good game for Germany as well to give them credit. Um, but yes, Spain. With the seven, was it seven now? Seven, seven nil. nil against Costa Rica. Yes. Literally, yes. <laughs> I mean, then Costa Rica comes back. Yes, Costa Rica comes back and beats, beats Japan 1-0, finds themselves in third place. Are we ready to get to, are we talking about our games already? It. Yeah, we're going to talk about you, our games. You get I'm going to give you your game to circle for me. It's uh, on Thursday, and it's Costa Rica versus Germany. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Costa Rica versus Germany. If Costa Rica just draws Germany nil-nil, which, which could happen, um, Costa Rica will advance in the group stage, most likely, because Spain will beat Japan. I'm, I'm uh, willing to bet everything that Spain will beat Japan. Costa Rica could advance with scoring one goal in three World Cup games. 
with a negative with a negative six goal differential <laughs> to go to the round of sixteen, which is absolutely insane. I gotta give Costa Rica a ton of credit. Yeah. Team at CONCACAF, the only team in the CONCACAF uh, federation that has won a World Cup game so far. Yeah. <laughs> no Canada, no USA, no Mexico. We've talked about all that already. Costa Rica goes after getting absolutely blasted by Spain to beat a good Japan team, 1-0, and can play just – can just bury Germany. Like, I guess this is who you – you wouldn't say to Costa Rica before the tournament started you want to be playing Germany in your third game. But, I mean, Germany sits bottom of the group. I mean, you want to be – playing germany yeah right like you already beat japan like i guess you can say yeah you wish you'd rather be playing japan and on three points but at the same time it's like i mean you wouldn't want to be playing spain the last you definitely (laughs) wouldn't want to be playing spain so So they said a good spot to go through and qualify and might not even have to score a goal to do so germany not looking like they want to score for fun either honestly so it could be it could be history. I want to say it's never been done. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, scoring one goal, having a negative six goal differential, and advancing to the round of sixteen. I don't know. That's my that's my that's my game for you to circle because uh, it'd be awesome for Costa Rica. It'd be awesome for Concacaf um, if they got out of a group of Spain and Germany. That'd be insane. Germany's apparently just missing Timo Werner. Potentially, <laughs> yes. I mean, I like Kai Havertz at striker. I mean, yeah. Thomas Muller's still playing striker for them. I don't know. Full crew from Werder Bremen like they had have, took his they goal have well. So many but good players, Serge Gnabry, like all these talented, talented players. They're too talented, and we had high hopes. We had him going through in first place, uh, Spain in second, but that's obviously not going to be the case. Still, they can still advance. Yeah, Germany can still advance. Um, you almost want to bet that they will, but I mean, from the last, I want them from to the last through. World Cup, and then now it's yeah. just like how, just like our, just like our sure wise, our wise president once said, "Fool me once, <laughs> shame on me. Fool me, I can't get fooled again." <laughs> Germany is not going through. They didn't do it last World Cup, and they're not doing it this one. Wow, hot take. Circle it. Oh my God. Circle <laughs> it. Well, like we said, the team that's not going through is Canada. Uh, Canada have been eliminated from the World Cup alongside Qatar and Group F. This was a group that we really, really thought was going to be like a toss-up. Anyone could have gone through. Anyone had the chance to play well. We had high hopes for our CONCACAF counterparts, and they have fudged the bucket. Um, yeah, they really uh, effed it up. Oh, Canada. Yeah, they, they messed this one up. Um, Unlike they wanted to F Croatia. <laughs> Which is a whole other thing. I don't know if we have time to get into it. Uh, <laughs> manager is getting a little spat, but Canada came out strong against Croatia. Second minute, Alfonso Davies scores the first ever Canadian goal in the World Cup. Woo! And it was all for naught because then they get killed 4 or 4 1. Yeah. Um, I mean, Croatia scored I mean, yeah, four Cro- goals is, is a shocker. Yeah. Croatia, I mean, they were World Cup finalists in 2018. I mean, they had high expectations for themselves. Um, but, yeah, they've been a weird team themselves in some ways. I mean, I mean, Ivan Perisic had two assists, which is what we like to see as Tottenham fans, Steven. Um, but, yeah. really, the contribution came from everyone on that team. Luka Modric is still getting it done for them. Um, but Canada just really 
fell apart in the wrong time. They got unlucky on the first game with the penalties, whether they weren't called or just Alfonso Davies missing his penalties. Easily, they could have had three points coming out of that first game, and then to yeah. just also on that, against Croatia on that penalty, you put Alfonso Davies up there instead of you know Jonathan David, who has an insane goal scoring tally, and so does Kyle Aaron, like two of the best goal scorers yeah. in the entire Concacaf region. You put Alfonso Davies up there, doesn't make sense to me, but anyways, yeah. So Canada effed it up, rip. Um, but. You thought Croatia was the biggest surprise. What do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, we they're aging, um, and just four goals. You didn't. You also didn't like Canada. Didn't ship a lot of goals in like Concacaf, like in their qualifying. Top, top of the group in qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah, and giving up four to this Croatia team. Croatia's good. Croatia's good, but. I, I don't know. I think they really screwed up. Obviously, they're not they're not going through. Yeah. Um, Croatia was a team I would have circled to try to get a win, and they they fudged the bucket. Um, yeah, and I think Belgium's proving to be the Croatia that we thought. I mean, an aging team yeah, that's, that's been underperforming, and yeah. it's kind of teams cut relatively. Yeah, only I think Belgium goal. has more talent, but like cut from the same cloth of kind of an older team, kind of aging out with a lot of their stars. And Belgium has not delivered at all. Not yet, but yeah, it's... They've got, what, one goal? One goal. From Michy Bashwai, who... Yeah. <laughs> bounce around <laughs> like a... Chelsea, Chelsea legend. Could be scoring for Belgium. <laughs> Would have not been Michy, I'm sure. Um, He's the top uh, Sky Miles user for Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bounce around like a beach ball at a nickelback But yeah, Morocco, they kind of, I think for me, have been the shockers in that group. I mean, we, we talked about this group being one that anyone could have come out on top, but Morocco came out strong, getting the 2-0 victory over Belgium. The defense, like we said, they look too so like a little old, and up top, they're not doing anything. And yeah. so Belgium, I wouldn't be shocked to see them fall out, crash out of this World Cup. It yeah. might be the last time we see this golden generation play just because they haven't been scoring goals. Yeah, and I, I think, th again, I think this group is really up in the air because I know we've sort of written off Canada, but they're still good enough to win their game against Morocco. They can play spoilers very, yeah. very easily. They'll want to. Belgium play Croatia. So, you know, you can say from your either point of view, Croatia hold their destiny, so does Belgium. Um so do Morocco. Um, so it's it's going to be a really interesting last day for that group. Um, we had Belgium going through up top. I, I think they still could. Um, Canada in second? Not possible. <laughs> um, do we think it'll be Croatia and Morocco as it is now? Do we think Belgium sneaks in? I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't think. Belgium sneaks in. Um, I mean, they're playing Croatia, the hardest, you know, team in the group. I mean, they're top of the group right now. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like my odds if I'm Belgium. If I perform like that against Canada, who's, I mean, you can talk about being the worst team in the tournament. I mean, only them and Qatar have gone out so yeah, far. That's tough. So two losses <laughs> in your first two games, not very good. So you struggled against them, but you know, I got the win, and then. Lose bad against Morocco. Don't look like doing anything. 
Yeah, they did not look good. You're not really convincing me with a team like Croatia coming up against you. Yeah. You can only lean so much on Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. But that's your game. That's your game. You're circling, right? That's, yeah, I mean, it's just Belgium has to produce. Yeah. Um, they have no other way to get through. I mean, <laughs> unless Canada really, really does something special, scores a lot of goals against Morocco, gets Morocco's goal differential down. Like, Belgium have to win, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I I don't know what else to look at, except I just think this is a huge game. Um, Belgium has a talent. Like we talked about, they have Kevin De Bruyne. They have Yuri Tielemans. We've seen what he can do with Leicester, score some banger goals. Um, and so I just don't know. It's it's hard for me to see them not go through. I want them to go through. I think they just have the talent all around. I mean, Thibaut Courtois, having him in goal is such a huge lift. Um, but Croatia, they have a lot of talent as well. So it's going to be a great game. I think just like head-to-head, it's going to be an awesome matchup. Um but anything less than a, than a win for Belgium is going to be scary moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I'm worried. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see that one. That's the one you guys want to keep circled on your calendar. Yeah. But on to the next group, we have a group, a G. Let's check that one out next. Group G, as advertised, Brazil. I mean, we knew what they were going to do. I mean, this was, for me, yeah. I thought they were just going to run through this one. They've proven that so far. Neymar is hurt. That's... Maybe not important right now. He's got fat foot. <laughs> he's like a tennis ball. <laughs> so maybe that's not important right now. They're going to get through. But when they get to the round of 16 and beyond, his health will be, I'm sure, of paramount importance, right? Yeah. So I don't know really beyond, you know, Brazil's now. It's not that important. But Switzerland, Cameroon, and Serbia all are vying for that second spot. Yeah. Um, all of them. Okay. And for you, I mean, who are you, you going to see it coming out? Yeah, I'll stick with Switzerland. That's who we had predicted to go through. Um, but it could honestly be either of these three teams. I think Cameroon plays Brazil in their last game, correct? They do. So I don't think that it'll be them. Switzerland plays Serbia. Massive, massive game. And this is my, you know... I got a second circle one. I, I told them to only choose one, but I, I chose a second one because this one is going to be ugly, but with some class. Mm. Um, some really good players on both of these teams, Switzerland and Serbia. Um, I, I still think Switzerland will find a way. They, they again, have the upper hand. They can just draw. Um, but I honestly think they'll beat Serbia. I think they'll have enough. Um, yeah, I mean, what? Mitrovic hasn't looked himself. Missing some chances. Missed some really wide open chances that you wouldn't expect him to hey. miss. Uh, but we this, <laughs> this is a pro Mitrovic uh, pod. Hello. 18 um, goals coming in the Premier League. Thank and you. Yeah, on that thank yeah. you. Uh, and Vlahovic, is he hurting? I don't know. I, I haven't no, heard he's just not name. playing, dude. Really? He's coming on as a sub. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard much. He's of coming on as a sub in the first two games. He came on as a sub. So. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I think, they, I think they're good enough to go through as well, Serbia, but. I think it's fair to stick with Switzerland here. I don't yeah, know what are your thoughts? I'm thinking this one's going to pretty much finish how it is. Brazil, Switzerland, Cameroon, Serbia. I just think having – I think I for some reason I feel like Switzerland just has experience. Like I feel like they're a mature team. Yeah. They kind of know what to expect. They look pretty good in the Euros. Yeah, it's just like I feel like they kind of know how to get the job done. I mean, all they need is a draw on the last day, and that guarantees their yeah. way through. I, think, I mean, I think they'll get it. 
So I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. This is probably the most clear group, I guess, technically. It's just like Yeah, I mean the biggest surprise out of the group has been Shakiri not scoring any goals so far, <laughs> which is absolutely insane. Oh, but why is that? Did you I, have him scoring a lot of goals? Yeah, you know, I he's my pick for the golden boot winner, which they'll advance. So, you know, he'll get his chance to get his goals um in the latter stages. He's more of a big game player anyways. Mm-hmm. So didn't play last a game. game. A lot of big games in Chicago. Fire. Yeah, you know, he got subbed off the first game, didn't play last game, led the team from the bench. So expecting a big performance. Um, <laughs> they're resting him game. for this. Yeah, he's a big game player. So, God, I hate you. You, you and your <laughs> predictions sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, serious. I mean, this one's, I don't know. I'm not too stuck on Group G, but Group H, having Portugal, Ghana, South Korea, and Uruguay, everyone's still Ooh. in contention in this one. Um, we saw today Portugal and Uruguay. It was a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Uruguay had some chances. Controversial penalty. Controversial penalty. According to the rule, it's not supposed to be given. I I mean, yeah. How is he supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? The guy's falling on the ground. I have no idea that ball is going to come through my leg. Like, but gosh, did it make a difference, though, in that did. play? It made a big difference. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's just so hard. And then you have our guy, Rodrigo Bentancourt, having one of the you know runs of his life, just <laughs> unable to put it through the keeper's legs. Leg, just like, yeah. This game could have gone any way and ended up 2-0 in favor of Portugal. But I don't know. I, I, I like this Uruguay team. I think that despite them only having one point from the results so far, that they can still squeeze their way through. You have a lot of talent on that team. But you have two guys that are not firing in, Luis Suarez and Ensign Cavani. Yeah, nobody on no that goals. team firing. Yeah, no, no goals. goals in two games. Yeah, that's tough. And that's Mexico thing. territory right there. It just feels like sometimes that dam is ready to break. And yeah, it, it's in Mexico or Uruguay that's going to be able to do it. And I hope for me it's Uruguay. I like this team. They've done it in the past in the World Cup. They've gone to quarterfinals and they've had a lot of great results. They've got to be able to do it in this group. South Korea is, I don't know if they're dejected after the performances so far. I mean, Sonny looked dejected against Ghana. I mean, they just, they haven't looked fiery. I honestly, for some reason, their goalie never impresses me. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like he could be doing a little bit better. Um, but I feel like South Korea, for me, is going to end up bottom of the group. Um, but Ghana. Ghana has been the African team so far. Uh, maybe Morocco, but... Um, I think Ghana, what, what, did, what were you saying earlier? They've scored five goals, but they've also... They've also conceded five goals. Five goals. This, so, is a, this is a Stephen Curl team right here. <laughs> you know, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. You score five goals. I mean, you're in Portugal territory there. Yeah. But you let in five goals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not good company to be and in. That could either help Uruguay, or that can help Ghana. Right, exactly. Well, Scoring goals for fun, it seems like. Yeah, I think I think Uruguay is solid in their defense. So that's it. It might be a 0-0 stalemate, or they can finally get clicking against the Ghana team that will allow them to get the points they need to get a win and secure their place in second. Yeah. So it can go either way, but I like Uruguay's chances. I just think they're too talented to go out in the group stage. I would rather see them go through than Ghana, to be honest. I'm just saying, you gave Mexico a Edison Cavani or a Darwin Nunez or a exactly. freaking Luis Suarez. 
They're scoring goals. I'm shocked this team has not scored a goal yeah, yeah, in their first too. two games. Those are Benting- three insane strikers. Yeah, the Bentecourt is becoming their closest scorer. That's not good. Training. That's not good. Yeah. But they did play – I think they did play well against Portugal. But I don't know. We'll see. The top scorers are so far, Mbappe is leading the way. And Valencia has been leading the way, which leads me to the question of our Golden Boot winner. I had Harry Kane – as my golden boot winner, I thought this guy would be putting bags against Iran. I thought he would have been scoring against the U.S. He's got nothing so far. Yeah, hardly even seen side of goal. Um, so I probably am going to change my pick. I'm not thinking it's going to be a good thing. Um, I mean, Mbappe just gosh, the French team. Yeah, the way he gets on the ball, the way he's probably going to get penalties. I'm sure. I'm sure someone will get a hat trick. He's probably the most likely to get a hat trick. I'm gonna have to cop out and pick Killian Mbappe on my on my new. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the, it makes the most sense when you think about it, right? It does. I not Henry Martin for Mexico. That's like I. Who? <laughs> uh, I I I don't want to disagree with you because I do think you're right. I do agree with you, but I feel like I need to choose somebody else. I would love Inter Valencia to like score two this next game and maybe I mean, they go through and do whatever, but he's not healthy. What the number was like eight last World Cup, but sort of my barometer. It's like yeah. eight ish goals. And you Harry have to Kane go had deep. eight goals. I think he had eight goals. And you have I to go deep into the crazy. tournament to get there. Yeah. So you're you're looking at the big teams. Spain could blow up. Um so what Marada maybe? I mean, yeah, Ferran Torres, I think he's starting every game. I, I just don't know. Um, I mean, Richarlson, you could is a, is a shout <laughs> hitting a bike. I mean, maybe goal of the tournament. And if Neymar's out longer than he is, yeah. In the group I mean, stage. they are the deepest team in the tournament. But I would love to see that. As a like Richarlson, see him gain some confidence, and then come out of the World Cup, come back to Tottenham. Score some goals in Champions League, the Premier League. The I Golden Boot that. winner last year was Harry Kane with six goals, six and then goals. Griezmann, Ronaldo, Mbappe, Lukaku all had four. Okay, so I was a bit ambitious. But still, I mean, you're right around there. But yeah, everybody else had four. So four is kind of the mark that everybody hit last year. Harry Kane had six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mbappe's already <laughs> at three. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, Mbappe is probably the favorite, I'm assuming, by the bookies. But Richarlson, I mean, I think Richarlson has a good shot there. This is my player of the tournament, if he continues his form. And he is now in that golden boot contention and could have had more today. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. He had two goals today. He got his second goal. Ronaldo won't say that. <laughs> um, but he's already got, I think, two goals and two assists. Yeah. Bruno Fernandez could, yeah, he, yeah, if he, he continues to find the back of the net, you know, look. Who's going to take their penalties? Is it going to be Ronaldo? I mean, he took one. It's Ronaldo if he's on the field. You think? If he's on the field, it's it's Cristiano Ronaldo. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I think I think Bruno Fernandez might be that guy to watch as well. Just play the tournament, playmaker, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, but he has a decent chance of scoring goals on his own. He can create them. He obviously can assist them, but yeah. – might be a guy to watch as well. It might be a little dark horse. I'm going to go with an outside shout of – I'm going to give some love to a very, very good-looking former gunner. Plays for AC Milan, Olivier Giroud. Wow. Two goals so far. 
and is a guy that just has always played very well on the international level for France. Yeah, yes. Has always scored goals. Is the point man. Is the header machine. The set piece. The poacher. The everything. Um, looking good doing it. Looking fantastic doing Kept it. A little frosted tip action, little graze. Yeah. So he's <laughs> he's kind of my outside shot. France is a solid team. Um, I guess he's not really an outside shot. But when you think of France, you think of Mbappe scoring goals. Um, and but he could have had a hat trick as well. Yeah, he, he, he's like, I mean, he was that close to getting the hat trick himself. Yeah, I like Giroud um, just to be consistent in there because there's going to be games where Mbappe is just not going to be able just to sprint at the goal and score. Like, yeah, you, when you get these tougher teams, you're going to have to play it's a little bit different service into the box. Who's going to be there? Maybe Giroud. I don't know. I still think those chances will come like that. Just even against the better teams. What's Mbappe proven so far in his career? <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah it, it's it's gonna be Mbappe it, 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 will it just be. makes sense it makes the most sense but Bruno I mean that's another good shot as far as like the MVP or the player of the tournament I think we all think Portugal can be a little bit of a dark horse in yes. this tournament um I had to mention that um and so Bruno Fernandez can be at the heart of that so I think that's a good shot also I know we gotta wrap up here soon but this whole narrative around Cristiano Ronaldo and this Portugal team, I gotta let I got I'm curious about y'all's opinion. Is Portugal dragging Cristiano Ronaldo along in this tournament? People are starting to say he doesn't need to be starting. What's he bringing? He's not finishing off the chances. He's what is he creating? He's too slow. Da, 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 da. Why isn't it Rafael Leal starting? Play Yao Felix to the middle. Is Ronaldo good enough to be starting for this Portuguese team? Are they carrying him? Is Bruno was today a metaphor? Bruno scoring that goal, Ronaldo claiming it off of it. Is that, I mean, is that a metaphor of where Ronaldo's at in his current international career? Maybe just in his career in general. Or his career in general, but specifically with this World Cup team, Portugal moving forward, they're going to be into the round of 16. I mean, if we're we're speaking off of form, I mean, if he shouldn't be starting. Yeah. But I don't accept Ronaldo slander. You don't accept Ronaldo Slander? But it's Cristiano Ronaldo. It's a very the talented Portuguese to team. And arguably the best goal scorer ever. So it's like, yeah. He'll play this tournament. He'll play the next one. I'm, I'm with mean, you. I, I think you still start him for what he could bring. I think he chooses that for himself, I think, is really what it comes down Even to. though Taylor Twelman said the choice is obvious, Ronaldo needs to be sitting. The choice is clear, he said. Sorry, Taylor Twelman, you're an idiot. Um, I don't think it's clear. You're an absolute idiot. Um, One does not simply score 18 goals in the Premier League. I don't think he looks terrible on the field. We don't have to try to derail us. No, I agree. It's just like for me... I'm watching these games. I'm thinking, am I an idiot? Like, am I missing like something that's just so clear? Just like... I don't see him like not contributing to the team. I don't see him like got a goal ruled off in that first game for a yeah. foul that was debatably soft. Right. When he bumped into that guy and finished it classic. It's just like, yeah, I, I don't I think there's a narrative against him. Oh, big time. And that's like what I'm just like not understanding. And he's too talented. He still is too talented. Every time I see him go up for a header, he's a foot above the next guy. 
oh god is in that first game where he jumped up i was like oh yeah it's just like how are you supposed to compete against that you put a good ball on his head he's gonna put it away yeah and it's just like he did today right <laughs> he did do it today. Yeah, he did with his hair. No one else in the world obviously would be that close <laughs> to no. their head in here. So maybe, it's just like maybe he's a lot done. Is he in this tournament? Well, there's only one slot done. <laughs> so for me, again, I I'm not accepting those lots. <laughs> I hate you. Ronaldo slander. I still think he's one of the best in the world. This disrespect he's getting on the field and off the field, I think, is unwarranted for my opinion personally. And he has to be playing. Yeah, I think that's just the story for me. I mean, just imagine if Messi was getting microscoped like this, or uh, whatever you want to call it. Just he's not. I mean, <laughs> Messi's not. Yeah, I mean, he does get have critics, but yeah, it's not this at the same level. Just next time, Ronaldo, just sit down with us, do an interview. Don't do an interview with Pierce Morgan. Yeah, I think that's I think, what we're getting. Yeah, everything. Boiled well, they're best text. buddies. He's the one that texted Pierce Morgan. Said, it touched my head. <laughs> I saw that move. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I. I hope he'll get his chance to he shine. Can the, in the he tournament. can still win the golden boot. He could score a hat yeah. trick this next game, and then he be could. with four goals. He could. He could. Anything can happen. See That's the World Cup. That's why we watch because anything oh. can happen. Anything will happen. The big upsets, the big shocks. That's that's why these tournaments are played. That's why the this World Cup, not the the World Cup, is the most watched event. In human history almost every time is because anything can happen these stars are coming around the world um it's just a you know a once every four years kind of thing and that's pretty special so hopefully you guys enjoyed the midway point recap of the world cup um it's been such a weird day having us in person i really love getting to have steve brandon in the house together um and we can't wait to continue to watch more games all the highlights everything and more has been a pleasure so far we can't wait to see who comes out on top. We'll keep you guys updated along the way here at The Bad Fan um, as this journey continues. But please, if you like this video, leave a like, leave a comment. Who's going to be your golden boot winner? Who do you think will be the playmaker of the tournament? And who do you have winning the World Cup in the end? We'd love to hear you guys talk about that. Um, find us on Twitter. Pretty active there. And you can find us on Instagram if you like. And we'll continue to give you coverage of the World Cup here and there. Well, you guys, thank you so much. This has been an awesome day. We'll catch you guys next time. Maybe not in person, but we will see you on YouTube and on Spotify. Thank you so much. Leave that like, and we'll see you then. Peace out.